So just a quick announcement again, I think you're by now probably used to these, but recording this episode ended up being a little problematic because, well, editing is, it was a bit problematic because after I had recorded it, my laptop started kind of playing crazy and I'm recording this right now on my phone while uploading the data that I could luckily luckily pull from my laptop. So I only got to edit the first real half of the episode. And I don't think there are any major problems with the second half, but if there are, please tell me, and I will retroactively pull the episode down again, uh, edit the, edit everything again when I get uh, my laptop fixed, so that it is easier for you to listen to it. I was just trying to bring everything out on schedule, and I hope it is not too bad to notice but if there are any major problems please either tell me for instagram tweet at me anything i please let me know i want to know that i am trying to provide better quality here so yeah i'm very sorry for the inconvenience hello and welcome to the first episode of march before we really get into the book of this episode and in general the episode i have to um make a little statement as everyone who's listened to the announcement episode knows this week, this month's topic is um, mental health. And when talking about books that have characters that have mental health issues, or in general when talking about people with mental health issues, what we always have to remember is to be respectful of them, of course, because sometimes they do irrational things that is not their fault. But also, if people are listening who are suffering from mental health uh, problems and any kind, I will, in front of every episode, put a trigger warning. I think we all know what a trigger warning is, but to explain, I will tell what the uh, things that are in the book that could uh, make others face problems with their own mental stability and health. So, this week's book book is called Winter Girls by Laurie Hulse Anderson and I'm going to read out the synopsis in a moment but I have to speak out a trigger warning because it heavily deals with eating disorders. The main character has an eating disorder, has had it for a while and um, it is about, the book is in general about her dealing with it and her family because uh, she has one that is known to her family. She was in recovery, everything. And uh, for anyone who might be listening and has problems with that kind of thing, please try to seek help. I know it is not easy and I know it is especially not easy in this trying time because everything is kind of closed and it is, and it is hard to track people down. But talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to someone you trust. That is the important thing. You don't immediately have to go to a therapist, even though I would recommend it. But talk to someone you trust and if you struggle with this kind of thing maybe don't listen to this episode because the book is really detailed about it and I myself do not have experiences with it but I've talked to people I know who have and they said that it is in parts pretty accurate and can probably be triggering to people and I don't want that happening I don't want anybody to face problems because of what I'm telling about this book so please if you have struggled with any anything of this kind, talk to someone you trust and don't listen to this episode. For everybody else, let's get into the synopsis. As I've said, the book is called Winter Girls by Laurie Halls Anderson. Leah and Cassie were best friends. Winter girls, frozen in matchstick bodies, but now Cassie's dead. 
Leah's, Leah's mother is busy saving other people's lives. Her father is away on business. Her stepmother is clueless. And the voice inside Leah's head keeps telling her to remain in control. Stay strong. Lose more weight. Less. Way less. If she keeps on going this way, thin, thinner, thinnest, maybe she'll disappear altogether. In her most emotionally wrenching, lyrically written book since the National Book Award finalists speak, best-selling author Laurie Halls Anderson explores one girl's chilling descent into the all-consuming vortex of anorexia. So, as I've said before, and as this synopsis has just mentioned, this book is about a girl named Leah who is dealing with anorexia. At the start of the book, we kind of get to meet, we kind of get to meet Leah and her family. So at this point, her whole family knows about her, let's say, condition. And she is living with her stepmother and her stepfather. I have to say, this whole book kind of reminded me of, and if anybody knows it, the Netflix movie with Lily Collins, To the Bone. Because uh, there, Lily Collins plays a girl suffering from anorexia. And um, it, is, it has some elements that are similar and also the family in a way because there is this whole dynamic with um, the broken up parents and all the parents just try to help but don't really understand it and it's a it's an interesting movie of course again trigger warning and it has faced big criti critique but I personally found it very interesting to see and reading this book it was interesting because it was easily comparable. I'm definitely going to mention that again because they have some very similar elements in them. So there's for once her stepmom Jennifer who um, kind of, well, she does try to help her um, but she also always kind of forces her to eat which of course is important but, um, but I think the thing is that uh, and of course, it is a difficult situation. I think that um, she is just not... Jennifer herself is just not um, made up for something like this, to deal with something like this. And that is a thing, like, um, a, a mental health issue is not just... Uh, it's not just a problem with the, with the person... for the person dealing with it. It also affects everyone around them. Of course, it is mainly the person dealing with it, but imagine having a kid who is trying to starve themselves because they, um, for whatever reason, because there are many reasons. So I can't imagine it being easy for her and I think that she's also kind of in denial about how bad it really is because she does everything what the doctor says, um, with the, tells her to, tells Leah to follow the, uh, sign that says what, uh, how much she should eat in a day, how many calories and weighs her and everything, but, um, Leah kind of, let's say, cheats the system by uh, manipulating the scale and things like that. And I think it is at moments a bit obvious, but Jennifer might not want to see it. And I mean, it is even more problematic because Jennifer has another little daughter, Emma, who is also an important part of the story. She's so she's a stepsister of Leah, and Leah loves her, but you can't really she's, she's as i if i remember correctly about 10 or something like that she's really young and how do you explain something like anorexia to someone of that age so i think that jennifer's main concerns probably lie with emma because she doesn't want this to happen to her biological daughter so i don't think i don't think she doesn't love leah because at points 
I have seen people critique that uh, Jennifer is horrible to Leah and things like that, but that she just also has to try and focus on her... It, it sounds mean to say her own child, but I think you know what I mean. So then there's also her dad, but he's not that present in the book. He makes a few, and I don't even remember his name right now, if we ever get told it. He is um, a professor, so he's often at the university, and they used to get along well, but now he's not really present in her life. But yeah, the book starts out with Jennifer and Leah in the kitchen talking, because um, as you've seen from the synopsis, the main plot point is that Leah's childhood best friend Cassie has died. So the story between them is that so um, Cassie kind of had on her own developed uh, kind of bulimia as because they often mention her puking into plants and things like that and then she also and then they kind of in a way make a deal to be the thinnest in the school and they try to outweigh each other by being skinny and try to be lighter than the other and it becomes a competition for them till it becomes a mindset and that is how Leah gets into this whole thing because she used to be fine with her body and um, that is kind of told and I think it's interesting because uh, there, because often it is that uh, people, for example, people I've known have developed that because of suicidal standards or because people in their life have kept told them that they're fat and things like that or just because for whatever reason sometimes it is trauma and people use this kind of thing to stay in control about their life which of course it is not control and Leah often refers to it as this kind of control about her over her life which is very interesting but the thing just is that in her case it was in a way a friend who brought her into this because Cassie had these problems and they were best friends and but then it became a competition so they went to lengths to outweigh each other in this in a way of the scale in a way of the scale going down but um, then because when you don't eat your system kind of shuts down and I think we all know that, so they had an accident on their way to school because Leah was at the Leah was driving, but she hadn't really eaten anything, so she fainted for like a second, blacked out something like that, and from then on they she got sent to a doctor, she got sent into recovery everybody everybody suddenly knew about it from her, but uh what they never figured out was that Cassie. Uh, had it too because her parents were really in denial and didn't want to see it. They wanted Cassie just kind of being their perfect daughter and they're kind of the reason why Cassie has developed that herself because it is time and time again mentioned that they try to fit her into their picture of her and that through that she put this pressure on herself to be perfect and that is how she kind of came into this whole mindset. So you notice this is a heavy, heavy topic, which is why I have to time and time again mention if anyone has problems with this, don't listen. And yeah, that's just kind of the thing. But the book starts out by Leah getting told by Jennifer that Cassie has died. And I kind of want to read this beginning part out 
because it is first of all it shows interestingly the way this book is written because it's interspersed with Leah's thoughts and little mentions and also the the page numbers are kind of made like what a scale was with, with okay. the numbers of the chapters are kind of made as the scale would show you so the prologue is 001.00 and then comes 002.00 and so on and we get these thoughts of Leah about what is going on and kind of while someone is talking to her she's thinking about something completely else and it's very interesting to see because um, I think enough people of us have have really had that situation where someone is talking you're just thinking about something completely else but Laurie Holtz Anderson really brought it over well in her writing what was meant but I'll read out the prologue so she tells me the words dribbling out with the cranberry muffin crumbs come as dunked into her coffee she tells me in four sentences no I can't let me hear this, but it's too late. The facts sneak in and stab me when she gets to the worst part. Body found in a motel room, alone. My walls go up and my doors lock. I nod like I'm listening, like we're communicating, and she never knows the difference. It's not nice when girls die. We didn't want you hearing it at school or on the news. Jennifer cramps the last hunk of a muffin in her, to her mouth. Are you sure you're okay? I open the dishwasher and lean into the cloud of steam that floats out of it. I wish I could crawl in and curl up between a bowl and a plate. My stepmother, Jennifer, could lock the door, twist the dial to scald and press on. The steam freezes when it touches my face. I'm fine, I lie. She reaches for the box of oatmeal raisin cookies on the table. This must feel awful, she rips off the cardboard ribbon. Worse than awful. Can you get me a clean container? I take a clear plastic box and lid out of the cupboard and hand it across the island to her. Where's dad? He had a ten he had a ten year meeting. Who told about who told you about Cassie? She crumbles the edges of the cookies before she puts them in the box to make it look like she baked instead of bought. Your mother called late last night with the news. She wants you to see Dr. Parker right away instead of waiting for your next appointment. What do you think? I ask. It's a good idea, she says. I'll see if she can fit you in this afternoon. Don't bother. I pull out the top rack of the dishwasher. The glasses vibrate with little screams when I touch them. If I pick them up, they'll shatter. There is no point. She pauses in mid-crumble. Cassie was your best friend. Not anymore. I'll see Dr. Parker next week like I'm supposed to. So, we see after this whole incident, Cassie kind of distanced herself from Leah with everything going on because she didn't want people to know that she had problems too and she wanted to stay with the popular crowd so Leah got kind of singled out and since everybody knows about her condition uh, it's all it's also seen later in the later in the scene when Leah goes to school she uh, feel she kind of spaces out for the whole lesson and the teacher sends her to the nurse who also knows about this of course going on so we'll see so we see that she forces her to at least drink something sugary before she lies down to bring up uh, to bring up her sugar and things like that. And then just throughout the book, it is we see Leah uh, kind of trying to deal. So at one we try we see trying her dealing with the death, and also she wasn't even invited to the funeral. 
So she does go, but on her own. And she does want to go, but on her own. And she also kind of wants to see where Cassie died. Now the thing is that what killed Cassie actually, and that is a point in the book, is her condition, her bulimia, is what killed her because she took, uh, she went to a motel, bought a lot of junk food, ate it all, and then it is, I'm going to describe it in a way, but try not to go too much into detail because it is a kind of gruesome and disgusting death. And what killed her is when she puked, she um, ruptured an organ, and that is, so basically she died because she puked too much because of her bulimia and the situation how it's described is really disgusting but probably real really realistic I wouldn't know and um, for anyone with a not that heavy stomach consider skipping it but uh, who she meets there is this guy who works there and was the person to find Cassie and she wants to know more in a way so she keeps talking to him and asking about Cassie and he also goes with her to the funeral if I remember right it's been a while since I've read the book I haven't reread it this week because I had to do a lot of stuff with everything going on but off topic and yeah just in general that is kind of what happened so after the funeral Cassie keeps haunting Leah so Leah is going spiraling more and more down into into her whole mindset she keeps losing and losing and she has this goal she wants to reach and there are also points where she just breaks down because she hasn't lost enough weight in a certain amount of time but what we also see is um, the online community that goes around this whole eating disorder culture and that is a very interesting point because I've talked about this with people that I know who have experiences with eating disorders or are even currently struggling with one. So um, there is this, for example, I'm a person who's pretty active on Tumblr and I've even seen it there that people make whole blogs about that, uh, share dangerous tips where I've seen it circulating, share dangerous tips about how to lose more weight or how to not faint even though you haven't eaten and things like that. And it is a very dangerous thing because those are not health professionals, but to, for example, little impressionable kids or people who are just desperate to try something because they've tried everything and then they start this and maybe don't get out of it. So this is a very, very um, dangerous culture that is online. But what I've also been told from people I know is that it can also help. Of course, the tips and everything are dangerous, but some people use this to kind of vent. So they talk about their problems because most of them are aware that they have a problem. And uh, they, they're online are people who understand and then they talk to each other. When it gets, when it gets dangerous, is it only gets dangerous when they try to help each other lose, lose more weight in the most dangerous ways. For example, I've seen tips like only drink one cup of green tea for a whole week and you'll lose that uh, those and those many pounds and that is dangerous and it is also difficult to see what is really accurate and what w can possibly kill you there are diets circulating that will kill you and things like that and we see Leah interacting with that she is 
logging onto secret websites, blogs, we never get told any names, which is probably good. So to see into that kind of thing and there are also people who are very new with that and yeah. So that is one point in the book that I've been told is not that accurately described actually because if you would go, were to go onto a blog about ED, eating disorders, uh, and ask how to lose more weight and, thing, and things like that, most people who know they are fucked up, they have a fucked up mindset and who have a problem and are aware of it and not in denial will tell you to turn back and not even start going down this path and that is not really what we see here but also because Leah just is so far down this path we see people on this blog that she's interacting with asking about these kind of tips who haven't gotten into it yet and she just in a way she doesn't really interact with them but she also doesn't tell them to turn away or things like that and that is what is supposed to be not really realistic of the situation in this book. Now the novel main focus point and problem is not only of course Leah's anorexia but also Cassie's death because Leah um, spirals because of that also. Not only is she haunted by Cassie's ghost but she also feels immensely guilty for what has happened to Cassie because she thinks it is her fault. Cassie has called her about 33 times before she has died in that motel and so she thinks that it is her fault because she did not pick up the phone, she didn't look at it, she didn't uh, answer the call but she doesn't tell anyone, not even Dr. Parker who I've mentioned when reading out who is her therapist doesn't mention to anyone that she uh, has this immense guilt over this and that Cassie has even called her because and that is the thing with the uh, her whole life is about control her whole life is to is about controlling her weight controlling her emotions controlling just everything happening and that can be probably led back to uh, her mostly childhood because as I've mentioned her parents divorced and she doesn't have a close relationship with them she resents them her mother is a doctor and has to work plenty shifts at the hospital so she doesn't really connect with her and when she lived with her they never really got along and everything like that so she never really had that control emotionally in her life and is just trying to get that now so everything in her life is about control so this ghost doesn't really help her mindset but she tries to con control not only what's happening inside of her but also outside so she can't let anybody know her main goal is trying to stay out of the hospital because she's already been hospitalized twice and in a way just losing as much weight as possible but as anyone I've known with this kind of problem has told me it isn't about how much weight you lose so how however much she will lose it will still not be enough and that is also a thing I've told you about Cassie haunting her in a way but at first she, the ghost just simply appears to Leah letting her know that Cassie's kind of spirit is still around that she's unfinished business with Leah Leah's kind of sure that Cassie's haunting her because she refused to pick up the telephone that night and that is this guilt I've mentioned but as the hauntings continue 
Cassie begins to follow Leah around, talk to her, appear just everywhere in her day. And it becomes more clear that Cassie in a way wants Leah to die too, to cross over and come to her. And Leah, who not only not only starves herself, but is also self-harming, so she cuts herself, but not on her wrist and things like that. She, We have a scene, she buys these razor blades, goes into the cinema, and then cuts them on her hip bone, where nobody will see them, really hidden and small. And that is also, in a way, her... It is also, in a way, a possibility for her to control something because she has this pain that she clearly feels and she has done it um, She has done it by herself, she knows why she's done it and she controls this pain in a way. So this is her mindset in that moment. And, and through everything though, her life spirals more and more out of control with Cassie's hauntings becoming more frequent her urging for Leah to, in a way, hurry up, demanding that she gets o gets it over and done with. And Leah doesn't really understand why Cassie won't leave her alone or why her statements about Leah being fat, ugly, mean are so ruthless. She tries to restrict her diet more and more, exercises harder, cuts deeper, and then in, a, in the end you know, passes out in the same motel room where Cassie died. Leah is at her lowest weight, yes, uh, yet she nearly overdoses on sleeping pills. She tries to shut out everything and in a way in her final ver vision, when she has fainted, Cassie welcomes her to the other side and tells her how proud she is and that death is only a moment away. And now this is a moment that I've seen being controversial over, uh, about the book and I've also kind of understand why it is controversial because in this moment kind of Leah something clicks in her and suddenly she wants to live she claws her way out of death's hands and back to life away from Cassie and suddenly she knows that she has to change her life but and I know this is the first time that I'm talking about the end of the book and this book is pretty short, which is why this episode is also going to be relatively short. In a way, I've never, nobody has ever seen in, throughout the book Leah wanting to live, so I understand why people don't really get why she suddenly has that decision, why suddenly she goes back to the hospital, doesn't fight the treatment, doesn't hide her exercise in the bathroom as she's apparently done before. She suddenly wants to change her views and relationships herself her body wants to live and this is for the first time in a long way in a, in a long while but i understand that this is not really an understandable decision first of all because none of us are in that situation but also because throughout the whole book we've seen Cass we've seen cassie no we've seen leah wanting to die wanting to get away from all of that just wanting to disappear and uh just wanting everything to stay the way it is but losing more and more weight wanting to go to cassie and just ending it all and then in a sudden moment it might be because she has realized what death really means this is the only explanation i kind of have for it but we've never really seen her wanting to live but there's also a parallel that i found to the movie to the bone because and 
huge huge spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen this movie but in the movie there is at the end the scene Lily Collins character I forgot the name goes back Eli Lily Collins's character Eli goes back to her mom in I think Florida and she's there walking and walking exercising and she passes out kind of under a tree now she passes out and then she has a vision of herself but lying under a tree and looking like for anyone who's seen Harry Potter looking like the little part of Voldemort at the end of the eighth movie. So, and that snaps her out of it. The realization that um, there's something to live for because it, this movie is also about her in a way finding love, but that this is nothing she wants and what death really means. That's the only kind of explanation I found for myself to as to why Lear suddenly changes her ways. And just in general, I think you might have realized that this whole episode is kind of unstructured and it's fast on a point. I'm going to have to cut it today to get it out at the right time. But I wanted to talk about this book because uh, I think, as especially as someone who hasn't had that point of view that the main character has, it's been interesting to see that because at times I am, she does feel things that I think are very relatable to just normal teenage life. She's 18 by the way and but then it is also heightened and in general her whole dependency on this control and her spiraling is heightened by what is happening to to um, Cassie and just in general as someone who's interested interested in things like this and psychological issues uh, I found it very fascinating to see how all this trauma has affected how she not only sees the world but herself and um, then talking to people who've actually had this experience and that is why I kind of wanted to talk about it because I think this book is actually really not just interesting but also in a way important it is of course a difficult book a dangerous topic and I don't know if the author herself has experiences like that I don't think it, it is said anywhere and I wouldn't know it. I can look in the book again. And it is brutal and everything. It has scenes where I was extremely grossed out by what was happening. But getting into Leah's mindset, it is a scene that even though everything she does is in a way ir irrational, she makes it rational for herself and she's so broken and she knows that it's not good but she just doesn't have another way anymore and that is just such a him, him, such an immensely interesting topic and thing for someone who has not seen any of this in real life really to see so I would definitely as long as you can deal with it recommend taking a look at the book and checking it out because it is the story is a special one and I haven't read anything like it. Also, the way it is written is just very interesting. And Leah is through... Uh, Leah, though not being really a heroine of her own story till the end, is an interesting character. She's a character with layers and there is kind of a depth, a depth to her, even though you don't really, you don't really see it that much. But her struggle and everything is just such a special 
kind of view so I think as long as you can shoulder it don't have problems with any of that kind of stuff try taking a look into the book it is not very long which is also why this episode is not very long especially after I've cut it and just in general I would recommend looking at it now the next book is next week is going to be a bit longer and so this is now the part where I just talk about things relating to the podcast little announcement it's not the book itself anymore this wasn't really as detailed as usually but this book is more emotional than the ones I've talked about so far so I had to change my scheme a bit and have to get used to this to-, to these topics in a way talking about them because they are heavy and they aren't really a topic to laugh about you see I haven't laughed this episode once as I normally sometimes do so uh, we'll see how this goes I but I wanted to do this because often people forget that mental health is an important thing in our society and it has become more accepted but as I've said in my topic announcement people still think that it's just something you fake for attention and things like that but these people are really struggling and I haven't made any experience with things like that but I have my fair share of experience with anxiety or even depression and just things like that so it's it's just a very fascinating topic and also I think an important topic to talk about even if it isn't there for love but as I've said in the beginning if you struggle with this kind of thing, if you have any problems, talk to people you trust, talk to uh, professionals, don't try to get any don't try to get any cruel tips on the internet. Yes, your friends may be able to help, but in the end they have a problem too. If they if you are in for example one of these so-called Anna groups and things like that. And also if someone you know tells you they struggle with this kind of thing, don't judge them for it. They uh, talk to them and you're you're not a professional, don't pretend to be. Tell them to talk to a professional or if they can trust them, their parents. Of course, there are people who can't talk to their parents and just in a way be there for them. Especially, that, and that is a thing that I've noticed when talking to these people that um, the kind of eating disorders has been seen as a skinny white girl thing. So even if your friend isn't uh, whatever clothes size you have in England, America and things like that, if, if they don't, if it is a man or a girl or non-binary, whatever, whatever uh, gender they identify as and whatever clothes size they have, if they tell you that they have a problem believe them because you never know what might happen but also don't feel guilty if you can't really help them because it is not on it is not your it is not your responsibility to fix your friends you can be there for them as far as your own mind allows you to be as far as you can deal with it and they will understand but don't shut them out talk to them be honest and in general see these topics as a serious thing and not something that someone is faking. So yeah, these the books these month are all a bit shorter than the ones we've been getting into so far because they're not fantasy novels, they're about not always real people but realistic people and they're 
very interesting but very complicated so we'll see how this month progresses we'll see how much time I'll get with and how everything also progresses in the real world so stay everybody stay healthy please I've made many I've given many advices now about what please stay healthy wash your hands do as the do as the health professionals say if you have a fucked up government I'm very sorry but I wish you the best and just in general be open-minded take other people into consideration and we'll see each other next week goodbye